We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff show. Kind of both playing hurt today. I have a sore toe from bringing in a new pair of shoes. Maggie, of course, has uh, traveled across the country in the middle of the night uh, you're doing amazing, by the way, because I know you had some travel issues, but I think that you're fired up. I think you're picking up on that 49ers energy in San Francisco, right? Yeah, I'm at 95.7 the game. They were so cool and hosted me today. And everyone here is like, you can tell. There's some mm, good energy around this city and around the building because the 49ers are one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest in all of football. They've won 10 in a row. They're a heavy, heavy favorite against the uh, Seattle Seahawks this weekend. They're doing it all with Brock Purdy. And, you know, Perloff and I were talking uh, before the show about the quarterback who's facing the most pressure this weekend and there's maybe some more obvious examples and we'll get to those in a moment but you and I don't really agree about the Brock Purdy now listen nobody's expecting Mr. Irrelevant to come in and all of a sudden look like Joe Montana it's not that but the one thing about the 49ers is that they are so good in every other phase and facet that this should be a Super Bowl team a Super Bowl caliber team and if Purdy is the one who is the reason they don't get there, it's going to be like a glaring light. Hey, you're the reason why we wasted this great team. Mm. He also, I I don't know if you think this, Perloff, but if they win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl, he's the starter over Trey Lance next year. Well, that's a problem they'd love to have. And yes, I agree with you. He would be the starter, but I don't feel like there's any pressure on him. He's Mr. Irrelevant. This is house money. And also, too, the team is not set up where Brock Purdy is going to cost you the game. He's not going to throw the ball 40 times and throw three pick sixes. I feel like they set it up so he's kind of safe. I'd be really surprised if we came out of this game or whatever game the Niners lose, if they lose, and say, oh, Brock Purdy really let us down. Because who's he letting down? He's he, a seventh-round pick, Maggie. No, but you would be letting down your teammates. I know that maybe that's not fair, but you would be because this is every other part of this team is Super Bowl caliber. And here's the thing. He might not throw three pick sixes because, yeah, I don't think they'll expose him to have to do that. But we have not seen Brock Purdy or this offense have to play from behind. So what would it be like if they end up meeting your Philadelphia Eagles or something, one of these offenses that is has the ability to be like a quick strike offense and all of a sudden you could be down 14 nothing and it's like okay well Nick Bosa is not going to be able to get you single-handedly back into that game Purdy's going to have to make some throws and what happens then on the road if this you know if my scenario comes true where they would play the Eagles in the NFC Championship game that could be tough yeah but if you look at the whole body of quarterbacks Maggie I don't know that the, maybe there's two quarterbacks like starting quarterbacks that are under less pressure than Brock Purdy. I mean, there's all the veterans have right, real right. pressure on them. No, uh, they, I, I hear Their you. legacies are being defined by this, where Brock Purdy's in his first year. I, I think his expectations You don't think this is legacy-defining stuff for Purdy? If he goes no. on and wins, he gets a movie. He's This is bigger than Kurt Warner if he does that. Right, but you can't say that that's pressure. Yeah, yeah of course, if he wins, he'd be uh, an unbelievable story, an unbelievable star. But, I mean, come on. It's not like... 
I mean, I'll tell you who has the most pressure. Dak Prescott has real pressure. That's pressure, Maggie. Dak Prescott's going to go out there, and he has to put all this outside noise, all these people who are criticizing him to the side, and play relaxed football. That's pressure. I think Brock Purdy's going to be relatively relaxed. Okay, but there, are, I agree with you. Of course, Dak Prescott's facing a lot of pressure. He, Mike McCarthy, I mean, everyone on the Dallas yeah. Cowboys should be feeling some pressure in some way or another. But there's one other part of this where, yeah, that's football pressure. But in the game of life, like Dak Prescott is already set. So I know we don't talk about that a lot, but Prescott's a $40 million a year quarterback. No matter win or lose, you know, I know that will hurt him, but he's set up now. And he'll never have to think about money again for the rest of his life if he plays, you know, if he is smart about it. So, like, that's more than what Brock Purdy can say. So in a lot of ways, Brock Purdy could be playing to try to get a starting job to try to make that kind of money. Like, pressure comes in all different types of ways. Yeah, but, I mean, if he has a bad game here, that's not going to stop him in his second year from being good. He has tons of opportunities. He's not, And that's the other thing, too. There's a bunch of guys who are actually playing for contracts. Geno Smith and Daniel Jones. And yep. if somehow Lamar Jackson gets healthy and comes back, Brock Purdy's stuck with the Niners for four years anyway. So, no, I don't, I don't feel like he's feeling anything breathing down his neck. Mm. I, I bet inside that room, he probably doesn't want to be the one who would let everybody down. No, you know, of course not, but not yeah. more than any other quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but it's a little steeper for him because he's a seventh-round rookie. But to his credit, he has not played like one. It's going to be the second second-round rookie, seventh-round rookie, rather, that we see play this weekend because I thought Perloff with the Miami Dolphins that maybe Teddy Bridgewater was going to be starting this game, but instead it's Skylar Skylar Thompson. Um, I, I think you can make a case that not only does Dak Prescott facing the most pressure, but I think you can make a case that Josh Allen is too. And this is pressure points that are coming from a lot of different directions. Number one, he was the favorite for the MVP going into the season. Now that has fallen by the wayside. Looks like Mahomes is going to win that award. So that's one thing that you were expected to do that you haven't been able to do. No, um, that's unfair. Oh, I, I don't think it's thir- fair. He's going to be third in voting. Who cares? I don't think it's fair. I'm just explaining sort of these high expectations yeah, yeah, for Josh yeah. Allen. There's another one, which is the Bills are expected to be a Super Bowl team. And That's they've it. run into the Kansas City Chiefs in two straight years, have sent them home. And now the league, because of, again, extreme circumstances, have now, if they get to the AFC Championship game, which is, by the way, not a given, if they get there, now like the league has basically given you an assist. So there would be even more pressure there. Add into that the emotional element. Now, this is everyone interprets this their own way, but I can't. Ima- I can imagine Josh Allen is the most famous person in Western New York by a power of ten. I, I don't even know who would be a second. Jim Beheim, maybe. Like he is everything to that franchise, and it's kind of fishbowl, like it is in Green Bay. You know, where Aaron Rodgers, like the whole city, is kind of like on his shoulders, and Allen deals with the same kind of thing. And then add in all the emotional elements that we've talked about with the Bills' season, with Demar Hamlin, with other things. He probably feels like the weight of the world is on his shoulders. Now, listen, athletes are better at doing, you know, they, they're they good. They have big shoulders to be able to handle that kind of thing. But I there's no doubt he's got to be feeling it. Okay, a couple things. First of all, if they lose, it's probably going to be because of the defense and not Josh Allen. Because they're going against, I, I'm, I'm fast-forwarding to a hypothetical AFC title game against the Chiefs. Last year, it was 42-36. Josh Allen walked away a hero from that yeah. game. He was amazing. It, nobody, yeah. nobody blamed him for what happened. Uh, 13 seconds, I don't need to remind you, Maggie. I know, thank you. I have a stat that's going to make you feel better. 
So, Josh Allen is not going to win the MVP. It looks like Jalen Hurts will not win the MVP because Patrick Mahomes got all the first-team All-Pro votes. Do you know that an MVP has not won the Super Bowl since 1999, Kurt Warner? Every single MVP really? has struck out in the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I couldn't believe it. I went through it. and I mean, obviously, you got Rodgers the last two years. Mahomes won it the year before he got to the Super Bowl, and it goes on and on. They just like... Tom Brady won a bunch, but he never won it the year that it, that uh, he won the Super Bowl. It's bizarre. Isn't that funny? That's that good. is funny. I would have thought Peyton Manning it would have lined up for him with one of those five MVPs that he did. He didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Well, remember the second Super Bowl, he was terrible. And no, no, no I, I know that. Yeah, but, I guess yeah. that one year he. I guess he did not win it. I'll double check that. I mean, I, I don't think I have this wrong, uh, but. You know, and that's like the NBA. The MVP never wins the championship. So <laughs> no one I ever mean, thought it was a bad omen, though. Yeah, I can't hold that. I mean, who cares if Josh Allen? He lost to Patrick Mahomes. That's the other thing. It's almost like losing an MVP to Michael Jordan. It's it's okay. <laughs> and that's the other thing too about this whole thing. I feel like there's less pressure on Josh Allen because I think more rational fans see this as a ten year rivalry between him and Patrick Mahomes. But are you saying that he has to get that one Super Bowl trip to sort of be okay with where he is in the Bills? Yeah, I think that we do this all the time to great players, right? We did like, when are they going to win? When are they going to win? And then as the years go on and on, and also let's not forget about the style he plays, he exposes himself a lot to injury. This is any football player exposes them to injury, but some more than others, and Allen takes punishment, doles out punishment. He plays, you know, and I don't want to say reckless style, but, you know, he's out there. He's exposed. So you want to make sure you'd be able to, you know, win a Super Bowl because you're good enough to win one while you're, you know, having this knock on wood healthy season. Yeah. By the way, Peyton Manning lost out to LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006. Oh, man. Didn't see that one coming. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, is Big Dave still on the line? I can't see with my call screener. Okay, Big Dave, what's up? I'm here. Perfect segue, guys, to my point. I'm going rogue here a little bit. Uh, if the Cowboys fizzle out in the playoff, as we all expect that they will, <laughs> I'm all up. I'm all up. I'm burning, burning the house down. Crazy Dak Prescott. For Lamar Jackson and his contract, what do y'all think? You want to do a trade between the Cowboys and the Ravens, Lamar Jackson for Dak Prescott straight up? I love it. I love everything. Every aspect of it is amazing. Big Dave, how'd you arrive at that? I just it just hit me. You know, I I listened to some some folks rap this morning about Lamar. You know, listen. Here's the thing. I'll be the first to tell you I'm worried about his shelf life. I think he's probably got five six years tops. Just for the simple fact that I mean, you know, he's he's one two hundred and fifty pound linebacker. He had away from a lot of problems, a lot you know, all the cumulative punishment that he's taken. But I just thought, you know what? I, I mean, this we just gave we just gave Dak this huge contract, man. And I, I just I'm not. I, I think he's a middle of the road quarterback at best. And you know, with Jerry, you don't know how he is. I mean, looking for the flash, man. I just think with what we have. And I said, we as a Cowboys fan, I just think that would be, I think that would be a great deal all the way around. David's inspired. Appreciate it. You always bring something great to our show. Thanks for making it better. Have a great weekend. Okay, 
we it's so rare you would do a one for one trade like that. It's just like yeah, that never true. happens. Um, but it's a fun it's fun as a topic. Well, there's been more NFL trades lately. You know, not not that kind of trade, but that would be really fun. I think I think the Cowboys would love it. That's right up Jerry's alley, of course. Have a really flashy superstar. I think if you're the Ravens and you can't, that's not a bad consolation prize because you don't think you're going to keep Lamar anyway. Yeah, but how many more years does Dak have on his contract? So you're getting how many? You're getting a couple years of Dak Prescott, and then, and then what? Uh, You definitely don't have enough receivers for Dak Prescott offense if you're the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I don't know, but you have you have a really good offensive line. You got Mark Andrews. I, I think Dak could could do some things there. Interesting. And then you have Lamar in Dallas, presumably with at least Pollard, do you think yeah. they keep? And then Zeke and the what do you oof. Yeah, you need some speed around Dak. You can't just be Dak and CeeDee Lamb and that's your entire offense. I think you need a little more. You mean more. Lamar, yeah. I mean sorry, Lamar and, and CeeDee Lamb. You're right. You do need a little bit of more pop. Because it does feel like, you know, now that we talk about the Cowboys offense, it's not really headed in a great direction, is it? No, they need to add. <laughs> they needed to add. Yeah. We knew that going into the year. And I just am curious what the future is going to hold for Pollard. Let's also get to our buddy JJ, who's in California. JJ, what's up? Hey, we're starting wild card weekend off with a bang, ain't we? <laughs> what, Perloff's feet on the live stream? <laughs> well, we got we got you in, in the bay getting ready to go out tonight. We got Perloff putting a skinned chicken up on the desk. We got <laughs> We got Solly talking about painting, his, painting hearts on his nails for Valentine's Day. And you're so worried about the, the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line when they didn't have no offensive line last year. At least they got half of one this year. That's a good point, think, Maggie. It's true. I mean, I Bro took, what, eight sacks? The and the, yeah. the Dolphins might show up. I think that's what you're worried about. That's why JJ. you keep ragging on the Bengals because you're worried about your bills this weekend. You see right through me. You, I, you know, I'm worried all the time. I never take anything for granted. All the talk about the neutral site for the AFC Championship game, I thought was one big jinx. Yeah. Well, JJ, you ever get I'll a pedicure? Talk to you later. Hmm. JJ, I think he's. Yeah, I'm here. You ever get a pedicure? No. No, but I played AA, I played AAU basketball and I played for like three teams and I got cracked toes from playing so much hoop. So my feet are pretty ugly. I don't, I'm kind of embarrassed. I kind of I wear socks when I go to the pool. You know what I mean? <laughs> JJ, you got to let those dogs breathe, man. Go get a pedicure. Do yourself a favor. No, I'm good. I'm good. You guys have a good weekend. You too, bud. Talk to you next week. <laughs> well, okay. Stain for a pedicure. He brings up a good point, Maggie. Is there any situation other than Josh Allen holding a Lombardi trophy where yes. you will feel relaxed about the position the Bills are? And if it's not this week against the Miami Dolphins with Skylar Thompson and quarterback, the answer is never. How can you – I know you don't want to jinx him, but how can you not feel confident headed into this game? It's not that I'm not confident. It's just – if you don't understand, like, there's no hubris that exists if you're a real Bills fan. It's impossible. It's been beaten out of you. If you ever had it to begin with when they were dominant in the 90s, it's been beaten out of you. No, but I, I think you're, you're extreme. The, the Bills were up 35-20 to 20 on the Patriots, and Sully, our buddy, texted us saying, congrats on the win. And you're like, it's not over yet. There was like 
two minutes and 45 seconds, the win probability <laughs> was 99.9%. <laughs> I, I sent that after the Bills had a special teams fumble that set the Patriots up in plus territory. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry that you're going to have to deal with a little bit with my, um, uh, what's the word? Um, incredible negativity about your own football team? <laughs> yes, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> no. What did JJ call your feet? Skin chicken? Yeah, see, that that could be <laughs> perceived as something different. So let's not, uh, let's not adapt that as the official motto. Oh, man, it's been a fun show so far. See you guys. We'll get to more of your phone calls. We've got more wild card games to break down, of course, and the latest coaching news. We've got all of that for you as well. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off on CBS Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and we are streaming live on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Go hit the subscribe. We're back in a minute. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. The wildcard round, the divisional round, the AFC and NFC championship games, the Pro Bowl and Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your check engine light for free. And you get back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, Maggie, before we dive into our playoff predictions, yes, which are, by the way, very stressful for me, there's a couple <laughs> that I'm, I'm still, still mulling over. What is the latest sort of coaching carousel news, especially with one of our big guys, guy we've been following closely? Well, we're going to follow him every day now. Stu, let's hit it. What the f*** is Sean Payton up to today? Aaron Rodgers... Sits on a side burner for now. Sean Payton now is the guy we're following every single day, Perloff. And the latest about Sean Payton was a report that he is extremely interested, very interested in the Denver Broncos head coaching job. Yeah, see, I I, I reject this whole segment. Why? Why? Is it, there's no mystery about him. He's about to, on Monday, do an interview with the richest owner in the NFL to take a $15 million. There's no mystery about what Sean Payton's doing. It seems pretty clear to me that he's about to cash in with the Denver Broncos. And I don't see what other... I know, listen, the only thing that would make me less certain that this is going to happen is if Dallas and the Chargers lose. Then maybe it gets interesting, but doesn't it feel like he's headed right towards Denver, Maggie? Well, the question is, is that a smart thing to do? And that really depends on how you think about Russell Wilson. Do you think that Russell Wilson has... You know, this was the anomaly and this is the blip on the radar last year and how bad that was with Nathaniel Hackett. Do you think he's going to actually return to Russell Wilson, you know, what we're used to, the Hall of Fame player we're watching? Or is this someone you tie your, you know, your career to and you both sink? 
Now, I mean, I think he's automatically going to be better next year. One, he'll be healthy. He was not healthy at all this year. Well, until he takes another hit. I mean, that's every yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but he went, he went a huge chunk of his career until the finger injury. Really, really, really durable for Seattle. Then, yeah, think about it. As he's getting older, now he's getting a little less durable. That happens. Okay, he's getting Tim Patrick back, which is going to make all the difference in the world. He's awesome. He's getting Garrett Bowles back. He's going to get more protection. He's getting Javante Williams back. That's huge. Honestly, I, I, I see no way Russell Wilson can't be better next year. And if Sean Payton is the, half the coach we think he is, the play calling will be better. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty low bar to make Russell Wilson better next year. Now, your question really is long-term, but how long-term is it? A year or two more with Russ if it doesn't work? At least he's got the highest-paying job in the NFL. He's got a great facility. I think this is very attractive. This is there are attractive parts of this. The defense is really good. You know, you might lose your defensive coordinator, but uh, it's I'm sure anyone who's really good would want to come coach with Sean Payton. Um, yeah, it's good. It's better than what than the other ones that are out there right now. I would say that what's available now. Now, if the Chargers became available because Staley made an all time boneheaded decision in playing Mike Williams and anyone else who was injury prone in that game against Denver against the Denver Broncos. If that becomes open, I go with Justin Herbert because he's basically a decade younger than Russell Wilson, and he's incredible, and I want to hitch my wagon to that quarterback. No, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I totally understand. But it is really, really hard to win a Super Bowl in the NFL if your ownership group is not super tight, uh, organized, ready to spend. So I do wonder about the Chargers as a whole. I, I can't help but wonder about that. I get it, but listen, they're going to have to pay for Herbert, so you know that you're they're going to spend there. What they do after that, they ponied up money for Derwin James. Yeah, they I mean, ponied up money for yeah for Bosa. That, that's really problematic. I mean, Derwin James cannot stay on the field. Bosa cannot stay on the field. Mike Williams cannot stay on the field. Keenan Allen never could stay on the field. They're kind of old, kind of injury prone. Can like can we do an assessment of the training staff? I mean, once they punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung, doesn't everyone kind of get on blast at that point? Plus, so many injuries. I don't want to blame those people because I'm sure they're doing a great job. But I just it sounds some, like kind of sounds like you're blaming them. <laughs> I just want I want an autopsy of everything that's going on. Why are we injured all the time? Uh, so that's the latest with Sean Payton. Can you can someone explain something to me? Like I'm five years old. I, I don't understand. <laughs> What's going on in Miami? Okay. And whatever you think is going to happen with the game of the Bills, put that aside. My Bills fandom, put that aside. Why am I reading this from Pro Football Talk? Skylar Thompson is going to start. Mike McDaniel said Teddy Bridgewater is still dealing with a dislocated pinky on his throwing hand, but the Dolphins expect him to dress as Thompson's backup. Somebody explain that to me like I'm five years old. Why, if you if you can't start, if, you're, if your pinky's too hurt for you to start over a seventh-round rookie who stinks, yet you're going to dress as the backup, what kind of sense does that make? Well, obviously, he's not going to be effective. Have you ever tried to throw a football with a dislocated pinky? It sounds ridiculous. It sounds impossible. So you're getting... So don't dress. Well, 50%. He could probably go out there and try and do something as a backup, but he he probably knows he wouldn't be effective as a starter. He has to know that. Wait a minute, but you have a seventh-round rookie. Skylar Thompson is terrible. 
Well, you don't think that a, a compromised, at least Teddy Bridgewater started a playoff game before and is like a competent quarterback. Hell, the guy's a former first-round pick. Yeah, I but mean, he's got a dislocated pinky. I mean, that so must be the logic. So why dress at all? Then have Mike Glennon be the backup. Well, first of all, I mean, I imagine that's the most likely scenario is that I, I, I don't think that he's definitely going to be I, out there. He hasn't even No, but if you're yet. questionable, if you're questionable on Friday, where does that generally lead? That generally leads to playing. Yeah, but I don't think, uh, you could double check this, I don't think Bridgewater threw today. So that's the other thing, too. He has to practice. Then why am I reading from Florio that he's going to be the backup? They expect the him backup. to dress. It's so what's called a way, backup plan. Well, it's like the law of syllogism, right? So, well, sort of, to an extent. It's basically a hurt Teddy isn't as good as 100% Skyler, right. but still better than 100% Mike Lennon. Who just got, <laughs> who hasn't been there a long time. <laughs> <Exactly>. All terrible <laughs> ideas. All terrible. Uh, <laughs> you know what they say, if you have two QBs, you have no QBs. The Dolphins have <laughs> negative three. Yeah. I mean, honestly, would you put in a non-practice injured Teddy Bridgewater with a right hand? I mean, what's that going to do? Okay, well, say this Say this happens. Say, a, say Skyler Thompson gets knocked out of the game on the first play. Okay, yeah. then what do you do? Or the second uh, the second option, say he throws a couple pick sixes and all of a sudden you're down 14 nothing or 21 nothing. You're in a playoff game. This is it. Your season. Don't you go to the backup at that point? So Bridgewater could end up playing most of the game anyway. You might as well stum. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a big if. I mean, how do you know? Obviously, if if a starter gets hurt, then all your plans go up in smoke. But I think Teddy not not practicing at all has to affect this, right? I mean, you can't, you're in a can't winner take all. Be... Your season's on the line. You have an opportunity. Like, how is I he just... going to be sharp with a dislocated finger and no practice at all? How on earth is that going to work? Okay, then don't then don't dress him then. Well, if the he's backup's gonna give a different situation. Nothing. I mean, the backup's a different situation. I mean. Basically, if you're going to your backup quarterback, you're in, you're seriously into Plan B. But Unless who, Skylar Thompson's your starter, <laughs> and your backup's better than him, even probably with a compromised pinky. So you would put Teddy Bridgewater out there? I if I mean, listen, it's not to, for me to tell somebody to like to take painkillers, but I'm assuming you shoot it up and then you do it. I don't know. I don't know if you can but shoot up a hand though. Think about how you hurt. grip a football. Oh man, yeah. How do you shoot up a pinky? No, because you don't want your hand to be numb. There, you wouldn't probably be able to handle the snap from under center. Also, there's not a lot of area to get that painkiller. Yeah, that, I don't know if that really works for dislocated fingers. What's the difference anyway? I mean, this is all. This one, as Mike said, there are three bad scenarios. Although Mike Lennon. He could throw the rock a little bit. I don't know what's wrong with. Uh... <laughs> Are you sure? Oh yeah, he Mike Lennon. The Giants last year. Mike yeah. Lennon's got a hose though. He could uh, he could throw that football. <laughs> never, never, ever to the right place. But he definitely has a strong arm. <laughs> you keep using put that all these a... words. He has a hose. He can throw a rock. I don't think any of these things were actually him his ability to throw a football on a football field to other football players. <laughs> yeah. Can you put that as a poll question? Does Mike Lennon have a hose? <laughs> He's got a actually strong don't. Arm. Uh. Yeah, I mean, first of all, there's ton- yeah, I know there's tons of guys. I mean, look at the size of his neck. But uh, there's tons of guys with strong arms who are not really strong NFL quarterbacks, and I think Mike Lennon probably falls into that category. Okay, say it again. There are guys. Yeah, with strong, a strong arms. arm does not mean you're a good quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah, no. I mean, that- Kyle Bowler, famously the Ravens draft yes. pick, had the strongest arm in the league, maybe, and couldn't do anything. Bart said, Bart Scott was my former co-host, said that Kyle Bowler could throw the ball like 70 yards on his knees. Yeah. The guy I'm, was terrible. <laughs> terrible football player, but or not terrible, but not a franchise quarterback. No, arm strength is uh, overrated, but honestly, like I don't know why we're wasting energy. If it wasn't for you being a Bills fan, we would not waste energy on this Dolphins game. No, that is I, the that worst just doesn't game make any weekend. sense to me. I'm Who sorry. Who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, just get that game off my... I'm not watching it. 
in oh. protest. I'm not watching that game. I'm would you have watched it if watch- it was the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, are you kidding me? That would be amazing. Yeah, it would have been better for us. I'm not watching. And by the way, I tried to watch the, bang, the last Bengals-Ravens game, and the Bengals up 24-7 and just went to sleep and let Anthony Brown throw it all over the house. I can't watch that game. I've seen way too many Bengals-Ravens game. That I mean, is anyone on earth excited for that game? Um. Well, spoiler, could be one of my picks coming up. We're going to do that. We got yeah, some... You have to bet on that game to me. I, I'll, bet, <laughs> I'll bet that has the lowest rating of any of the games. Well, Bang. it's a Sunday night, though, so it's in the it's in the best window. Uh, yeah, I, I cannot see anyone watching that game. That's going to be terrible. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, we're going to make our picks coming up next. Maggie and Pearl off style. If you guys have been with us all season, you know how we do this. One against the spread, one over under, one player prop. We're going to do that in just a moment. Time now for a CBS Sports Update. Lots of news today. Here is Rich Ackerman. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. This, of course, is one of my favorite alt-rock Canadian bands, Wolf Parade, from 2007. Uh, yeah, not the most popular song in the world, but uh, I'm into it. Uh, there are people calling this Foot Fetish Friday, Maggie. I don't know if you oh. knew about that. Yeah, because I'm I'm playing hurt. I have a toe boo boobies in my new shoes. Uh, but and I, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I wanted you know I should we share everything here on the YouTube stream. So I showed my yeah. bare naked foot on camera. <laughs> Uh, and the reaction's been uh, pretty much as I expected. Not good. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, as far as feet go, your feet are fine. I mean, mm. I know you, you're swollen a little bit on the pinky toe, but like... You uh, can't even see the pinky. It's basically disappeared because it's swollen and it's sort of <laughs> curved inward. It's just all messed up. Listen, I think this is at a, at a, a whole new dimension to our show. It's definitely added some new... Some new viewers, that's for sure. They're also asking now to see my feet, though, which I don't really understand that. Ooh. Tom is uh, in Washington. Hi, Tom. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Hi, guys. Love your show. It's <laughs> great. I've been listening. For, I've been listening for the past couple of months. I'm. Uh, I. I do a morning show out here on the local radio station. I just want to make a couple comments. Perloff, don't be scared about the podiatrist. Oh, the, oh, it's a great experience. I don't know about your insurance. <laughs> is, is like fifty dollars, fifty dollars a copay, and instead of uh, insur- and insurance covers it, so it's I guess it's up to your insurance company. It's Tom, great. do you do all you that fancy it. stuff? Do you do a massage and lotion and pedi no, and no, no, like no, 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 the uh, the, the pedicure, and uh, no, they <laughs> probably won't pay for you, but uh, <laughs> but I'm sure Maggie will do that. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sure that is not happening. <laughs> no, but apparently the whole world's been getting like foot massages from the podiatrist, and Perloff and I have been sitting here in the dark, so we learned something today. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I would love to do that, to get insurance to pay for a foot massage. Now, foot massages are deluxe. I, I don't yeah. know if I've ever had more than one or two, but it can go wrong, because you don't just want some random person touching your feet. I'm a little sensitive. Why would they be random? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've never you been mean in that so- situation. Someone who works at a spa—that's not a random person. Yeah, I guess it's not on the subway or something. It's not a totally <laughs> random person. <laughs> yeah, then you gotta like run and tell an adult <laughs> someone wants to touch my feet. <laughs> oh, foot fetish Friday. Do we keep this going? Is this our new tasty Thursday? Oh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I can promise you, Stu, or, not, or at least I can't speak for Stu, I will not partake. 
<laughs> You're oh, out. Samter. Samter, he's out. <laughs> Have you seen The Hobbit? Oh, God, that's your feet? <laughs> you do not Yuck. want to see them. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you walking around on dirt? <laughs> you live in the middle of New York City. <laughs> I am Mac Hollins. <laughs> yeah, remember the Raiders receiver, <laughs> Mac right. Hollins, who did not wear shoes anywhere? He'd be By into way, this. No, Mac is our, he's like our guiding light. He could be like our shining star. But uh, Mac, remember, he came to New York and he was in bare feet, obviously the Raiders receiver. And then didn't he like have an ankle injury or something the next week? We are just like, told you, buddy. Yes. Yeah, but he came back. He, he played very well the rest of the season. He, he's part of Foot Fetish Friday. I think we're going to have him on. <laughs> we have like Mac Collins presents Foot Fetish Friday. We could get a reputation, too. Say Super Bowl week when all those big stars come on. They get on the set and say, hey, uh, would you mind taking off your shoes yeah, and see socks? Your feet. We want to see your feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would. Uh, I, something tells me that might get back to our boss. <laughs> like, hey, why'd you send these two weirdos to Phoenix asking uh, Emmett Smith if we can see his feet? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. All right. Let's get to some picks, shall we? Um, If you've listened to us for a while, you know that we do this. One pick against the spread, one over under, one player prop. Uh, Samter, what are the records, sir? This is crazy to me because, honestly, I went away and Maggie had like a 47-game lead over (laughs) Perloff. And I come back and I didn't even notice. It is now 30-24. and Maggie and Perloff heading into the playoffs are tied after 18 weeks of gambling and betting, you guys are tied. How did yep. this happen, Maggie? What happened while I was gone? I don't know. I started betting on the Jets like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> was I your lucky rabbit's foot? I think you might have been the lucky charm, so I'm glad you're back. Uh, and I can't believe the height of drama. Perloff and I are tied 30-24 to 24 heading into Wild Card Weekend. This is crazy. Um, all right, Perloff, you want to start us off? Yeah, so I've been defending Brandon Staley. All show long, and I can't wait to bet against him. Uh, really, my reasoning is not because he's, I think he's a bad coach. I just think Jacksonville is at home. I think their defense is really playing well. Uh, yeah, I just don't see Brandon Staley winning this playoff game. And I'm sorry, I'm not saying that that means he should be done in L.A. I, I just think that this team is pretty flawed. Every game, no matter who they're playing, is close. And you get a couple points, two and a half points with the Jags. I am confidently taking that. Yeah, that's a good one. That was going to be one of mine, but I'm going to go in a different direction. Uh, but I like it. I'm going to take, and this is a team I have not been betting on all season long, but I'm going to take the Giants plus the three. I, I I feel like all the data is telling me that the Vikings are not actually a good team. And despite the fact that they won 13 games this year, betting on Daniel Jones, even though he's been better this year, having lived through his career in New York through the first four years, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant because he's one turnover waiting to happen. But to be honest, he's been pretty good. So Giants plus three and hoping that Kayvon Thibodeau and the pass rush can get home on Cousins. Yeah, I love it. I'm totally, I'm in the same side on that game. I'm actually going to go to that game for my over-under. So I got to be honest, I've been staring at this Bills-Dolphins uh, point total all day long, 43 mm-hmm. and a half. And I look at Skylar Thompson and I say the the Dolphins can't score any points, but the Bills are known to put a beat down on people in the first round. So I'm going to stay away from that. Now, the Giants and the Vikings. The Vikings' pass defense is terrible. The Giants obviously had success. Last time they played, they got over 50 points. I'm going under 48, and I think that mm. both teams really tighten it up uh, and play conservative football here. 
I don't think Kirk Cousins is just – I don't think the Vikings want Kirk Cousins dropping back too many times and facing that Kayvon Thibodeau rush that you mentioned. Yep. So I, I, I think the Vikings try and slow it down a little more than they usually do. And, you know, the Giants, will be, they'll be happy to play possession football. I don't know. I don't feel great about this one. But I look at that number 48, and I just – I don't know. I feel like both teams are really going to be a little different than we saw during the season. I think they're going to be conservative. All right, interesting. I'm also going to go with an under, um, and this one is going to be with Cincinnati and Baltimore. And this is really just because Baltimore can't score. You know, the the offense has just been anemic. Now, maybe they get a couple turnovers, maybe, and the defense can put them in some good positions. But to be honest, I I, I don't see how Baltimore is going to be able to hang here with Cincinnati. Now, it's a low number, 40 and a half. So there's not a lot of room for error for me here. But I got to take the under just because I don't see how Baltimore does yeah. their part to get to this over. Totally agree with you. Uh, I mean, listen, we watched that last game. It was it was terrible, that, that Ravens-Bengals game in Week 18. Totally agree with you. Okay, my player prop. A bit of a contradiction here because I do think the Giants are going to pass a lot, a lot more than usual against the Vikings because that's the weakness of the Vikings' defense. So I'm looking at the pass catchers. And the one that jumped out at me, Richie James has been kind of hot, but Saquon Barkley's at three and a half catches. And I looked at his game log. Mm. He does not always get to three catches. There are games where he is not in the passing game at all, but it's the playoffs. You got to go to Saquon early and often. And I know, I don't know what his future is there, but I don't think the Giants hold back with his usage even for a second. So I'm going to take three and a half catches for Saquon Barkley. Wow, you and I are going to be playing the same game, but a different kind of prop here because I think uh, this is, again, these all have to be kitchen sink games for everybody because it's win or go home. I was bummed that I didn't do this prop last week, so this is a makeup prop that I'm going with. Daniel Jones over 40 and a half rushing yards. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, Big you time. know, if they're winning, I think he runs. If they're losing, I think he runs. Like, either way, designed runs is part of the Daniel Jones experience. And for him to get to 40 and a half, it's not an insignificant number. Although the last week he had, like, what, like 90 or something? Or two weeks ago. He didn't play last week. Two weeks ago. Uh, they got to empty the clip, though, with him yep. if they want to win this game. It's... It might not be sustainable for the future, but as you said about Barkley, who cares about the future? you got to win this football game. So Daniel Jones over 40-and-a-half rushing I love that. He's also, if you get in the Vikings secondary, they're not tackling anybody. So he's going to do really well in that position. But I don't know. I I went a little against my own logic and picked the under in that game. Uh, Yeah, I, I really like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and the Giants in this game. By the way, uh, the... The one thing that scares me is that we both kind of like Max Duggan over rushing yards in the national title game, and it was at 31 and a half, and he ended up at minus 38. <laughs> we were Are you 69. saying we're not reliable? We were 69 yards off. <laughs> now, of course, they don't count sack yards against you in the NFL, but that, that one, I'm a little bit uh, haunted by that one. Um, I think we also took the Stetson Bennett under. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. That one didn't work out either. <laughs> exactly. This so. is exercising demons from all the awful bets that we made for the college football playoff yeah. uh, national championship game. I think, uh, yeah, no, I was I'm 12 and a half points. TCU plays everyone close. Remember that, Maggie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they play everyone close. Nope. Yeah. Biggest spread in the history of the college football playoff? Not this TCU team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what's going to happen, Maggie? Is it going to be the most lopsided bowl game in the history of college football? <laughs> Get out of here. There's no way that's going to happen. 
Uh. Yeah, that was not one of our prettier ones. So you know what I noticed that we did? We did not pick anything that had to do with Dallas and the Bucks. So why don't we save that for Monday and we can do a whole new set of bets on Monday if we want. Let's see how we do this weekend. I, <laughs> I definitely know which way I'm betting in that game, but I will save it. Really? No, tell me. I'm, I'm throwing money on the home team. Bucks, baby. Honestly, uh, the Cowboys 12 wins and the Bucks, what is it, eight or nine wins? How eight. many? Yeah, does not matter. Just toss out the regular season. I feel like the Bucks are getting healthy and they are going to be ready to go. Uh, by the way, the, the Giants are remarkably healthy. They don't have a single injury on their team. And this is all about health. So I'm definitely going with that factor. That's interesting. I mean, the idea that Tom Brady is getting points at home yeah. in a playoff game. That's a little too juicy, but I actually think I'm going to go opposite from you on that game. I, I think I've been riding with Dallas, and I've been critical of them, obviously, lately, and didn't like how they played against Washington, but I've been on with Dallas this whole time. I feel like I have to put my put more money where my mouth is. I've already Ooh. made money off the Cowboys. Well, this is your time, because I think in the public perception, there's a dip of what we expect out of the Cowboys. They've looked very mortal the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, why don't you make a Super Bowl bet? Honestly, I'll be t- I'll be totally honest. If the Cowboys do beat the Bucks, and it, it happens that they play the Eagles, do not think for one second that that is going to be a pushover for the Eagles. That's a so, bad matchup for the Philadelphia saw, Eagles. I thought you were going to come in basically tap dancing and do a little soft shoe today because Lane Johnson yeah. uh, said that he is going to play. He told the Pat McAfee show that he's playing. Like the terrible news that Jalen Hurts is going to be playing through significant pain yeah. once the Eagles do play in the second round, but then you get the good news of Lane Johnson. So yeah, Perloff Lane isn't doing a... any soft shoe. His his foot hurts too much for his hard <laughs> shoe. So no. he's screwed there. He did yeah, a video true. with a pro wrestling belt today that got me so fired up. And the Eagles with Lane Johnson are nearly unbeatable. So that makes me feel good. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, Maggie. We got a wild card week, a super wild card weekend. I know. Super Wild Card Weekend. It all kicks off with the 49ers and Seahawks. And I'm here in San Francisco feeling all the positive vibes from everybody in the city, which is awesome. Uh, oh, Baggy, you better come back with some stories. That is, we are demanding as a, as a show, there better be something good. Well, I'm going to a party tomorrow night where the dress code is sequin formal. Uh, thank you Mike Samter thank you Stu Kovacs thank you to everyone on the phones and in the chat thank you to 95.7 The Game in San Francisco for hosting me today enjoy the football everyone we'll see you Monday we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.